The Maharaja's tiger hunt continued to be highly successful. Within 10 years, he was able to kill 70 tigers, and then an unforeseen hurdle brought his mission to a standstill. The tiger population became extinct in the forest of Pratibandhapuram. Who knows whether the tiger practiced British control or committed hierarchy, or simply ran away from the state because they describe to be shot by British hands alone. One day, the Maharaja sent for the Diwan. Diwan Sahib, aren't you aware of the fact that thirty tigers still remain to be shot down by his gun? He asked, brandishing, brandishing his gun, shuddering the at the sight of the gun. The Diwan Diwan cried, "Your Majesty, I am not a tiger. Which idiot will would, would call you a tiger? No, I am not a gun." You are neither tiger nor gun, Diwan Sahib. I summoned you here for a different purpose. I have decided to get married. The Diwan began to babble even more. Your Majesty, I have two wives already. If I marry you, don't take talk nonsense. Why should I marry you? What I want is a tiger, Your Majesty. Please think it over. Your ancestors were married to the swords. If you like, marry the gun. A tiger king is more than enough for this state. It doesn't need a tiger queen as well. The Maharaja gave a loud crack of laughter. I am not thinking of marrying either a tiger or a gun, but a girl from the rank of human beings. First, you may draw up statistics of tiger population in the different native state. Next, you may investigate if there is a girl I can marry in the royal family. Of a state with a large tiger population, the Diwan followed his orders. He found found the right girl from a state which possessed a large number of tigers. Maharaja Jang Jang Bahadur killed five or six tigers each time he visited his father-in-law. In this manner, ninety-nine tigers came adorned the walls of the reception hall in the Pratibandhapuram. The Maharaja's anxiety reached a fever pitch when there remained just one tiger to achieve his tally of a hundred. He had this one thought during the day and the same dream at night. By this time, the tiger farms had run dry, even in the father-in-law's kingdom. It became impossible to locate tiger anywhere. Yet only one more was needed. If he killed just that one single beast, the Maharaja would have no fear left. He could give up tiger hunting altogether. But he had to be extremely careful with that last tiger. What had the had the late chief astrologer said? Even after killing ninety-nine tigers, the Maharaja should be aware of the hundred tiger. True enough. The tiger was savage beast after all. One had to be wary of it, but where was the hundred tiger to be found? It seemed easier to find tiger milk than a live tiger. Thus, the Maharaja was sunk in gloom. But soon came the happy news, which dispelled the gloom. In his own state, sheep began to disappear frequently from a hillside village. It was first ascertained that this was the war of Khader Miran Sahib or Virasmi Neko, both famed for 
both famed for their ability to swallow sheep whole. Surely a tiger was at work. The villagers ran to inform the Maharaja. The Maharaja announced a 30-year exemption from all taxes for that village and set out on hunt at once. The tiger was not easily found. It seemed as if it had voluntarily hid himself. In order to float the Maharaja well, the Maharaja was equally determined. He refused to leave the forest until the tiger was found. As the days passed, the Maharaja furry and obstinacy mounted alarmingly. Many officers lost their job. But one day, his rage was at its height and the Maharaja called Divan and ordered him double the land tax for it. The people discontented then our state too with fall prey to the Indian National Congress.